The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. COVID's not real. <laughs> God damn it. I'm bummed that that guy lives here. I'm legitimately like upset that I live in the same city as stupid ass. I almost said Alex Jones and I live there too. Fuck. I didn't even <laughs> leave this place. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to move to Seattle. I should, but also uh, you have Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates there, who also your sky COVID. is like dirt or something. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> you can't breathe the air. It's <laughs> I heard yeah, the city of Seattle. Nightmare. I heard the what city of Seattle killed Jimi Hendrix because he was black. Is that true? <laughs> the city like voted, and they were like, "We need to kill him so Macklemore can live." And they're like, who's Macklemore? This is 1967. They're like, you'll see. He'll create COVID. And they're like, what's COVID? They're like, you'll also see. <laughs> this is like Jeff Bezos is like a baby, like a boss baby Jeff Bezos laying out. His- <laughs> that's what I heard. That- that's just what I heard. Anyway, uh, this is the Spin Doctrines Podcast. The podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I am Mark Emmanuel McCrone here to talk about <laughs> coffee and my cat. <laughs> I'm Travis Reyes. I'm Kenny Van. I'm Amador Salazar. I'm Gina Kramer. Hell yeah. And is Hillary there? Or is she just like a disembodied voice telling me to move? <laughs> so She's a ghost now. Okay. I'm Hillary. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. Cool, cool, cool. Good start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so today our big topic is we're going to be talking about corruption in the LAPD and how just generally cool and normal uh, the police department there is. And one of our biggest cities, how it's just like normal and not crime infested at all. So we're going to be talking about that. But first, uh, we should probably get into some current event news. What's going on in the world? Uh, did you hear Donald Trump forces people to watch the uh, November Rain music video by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> That's the real thing. He, like, locks people in a room and he's like, fucking check this out. It's the best music video. That is, that is also Hillary's favorite music video. So we have, she has that in common. <laughs> Wait, is that like the weird Civil War one where like Axl it's Rose is like a weird like wedding. wedding, and then it rains at their wedding, and I guess the bride like 
dies, and then it's like her funeral. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Whoa, how does she die? From Slash? Oh, the wedding and the funeral was on the same day, too. She drowned in the rain, I think. <laughs> like a turkey? She just like looking at it with her mouth open? <laughs> And then Slash like does like a fifty minute guitar solo in the music video at her funeral. He's like, "It's cool." Do I can see why it's his favorite. Do you remember when Axl Rose uh, did that like MTV Unplugged? And he has that song where he says the N word, and then people got mad, and he was like, "Why can't I say it? Fucking Easy E can say it." Everyone was like, oh, "Come <laughs> on, man!" <laughs> Axl Rose, there is a prime ingredient. That you do not have. Yep, your name's Axel, and not easy. <laughs> Different letters. Uh, I think Axel Rose came out and was like, I don't like Trump either. I think he's like, fuck that guy. Unless he's like, changed his mind, which... I mean, his own brand for a fucking maniac. Well, one of his albums was supposed to solve uh, democracy in China or something, so... Yeah, it took a thousand years to come out. So, he's not very good <laughs> it at didn't work, uh, so. diplomacy. Cool. This is bad. Axel talk with the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, you might have caught a little bit of us just like slandering uh, Joseph Stalin Rogan up front. Uh, because, yeah, he lives in my city now and it. Uh, haunts my dreams every night that I might run into him at we don't hang at the same places I was going to say like a book Joe Rogan doesn't go to a bookstore unless it's like the punch like bench press a copy of it and digest that's the only so I don't I think I'm fine <laughs> but uh yeah he what happened with that did he offer it or did some guy just say it because Trump retweeted I would do it when this guy was like Joe Rogan should host the presidential debates and trump was like joe yep. rogan was asked about it on a podcast and joe rogan was like yeah i would totally moderate the debates and then some guy tweeted it out and then donald trump was like let's make this happen <laughs> yeah. so i mean if the, the president's night, like let's make this happen it's definitely gonna happen oh. dude the night before that though like he had that rally and he was talking about joe biden and how he's like man that dude's gonna fall asleep while i'm trying to debate him and shit like just, I don't know, man. Like, he's fucking ready. Like, they're firing up, firing him up with Vyvanse, like, up the ass, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> he is on it. Like, he well, could have a heart attack on the debate stage. To be fair, both of them could. Trump um, also said but, during that rally, he was like, yeah, we'll fucking win, and then we'll debate. Uh, or then we'll, like, negotiate. I'll be president for three terms. And it's like... <laughs> That's not negotiation. That's fascism. I don't think you understand. Like, the art of the deal is you being Hitler. Is that... <laughs> That's his uh, Mein Kampf. Yeah, it's the art of the deal. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Mein Kampf is, like, famously, like... If you if you ever read it, like, every... I've been reading a lot about Hitler during uh, the quarantine because I'm losing my mind. And every, like, historian is like, yeah, no, Hitler was a shit writer. Mein Kampf is, like, it's, like, written by, like, a child. Like, everyone, all the Hitler, like, historians are like, it's, like, a bad, it's, like, a poorly written book. I've always had so, that suspicion because, like, I've heard people go, oh, he was a, he was an amazing, like, public speaker. It's like, 
Yeah, but you don't speak German. To me, it just looks like some guy fucking screaming like a maniac. Like his speeches yeah. are probably dumb as shit. Like if you got them translated. You want to hear my favorite? This is getting sidetracked. You want to hear my uh, favorite Hitler story? So this was like after World War One, <laughs> and him and a bunch of his like buddies from uh, World War One were like hanging out and wanted to go to a French brothel and just like fuck a bunch of French whores. And Hitler was like, I would rather die than fuck a French lady. And they, like, laughed because they thought it was a bit. But then Hitler just, like, lectured him for, like, hours and hours about why you should have pride in country and not want to have sex with French ladies to the point that they all got, like, so unhorny. They just were like, fine, Adolf. And none of them went and, like, fuck. He just, like, lectured him about, like, why it's fucked up to, like, fuck not German ladies. And they were like, we don't have boners anymore. We're going to go home. You win, Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good... That's a good... <laughs> that's his struggle. That's his comp. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> he also, he also like, said, he also said like know. his commander hated him because he carried around 12 books during war. He just carried around like a back bag full of books during combat. And he's like, yeah, and I was always getting yelled at. It's like, yeah, because that's insane. You're a fucking crazy okay. person. I only put him on a backpack. He was just trying to balance him while getting shot at. With some weird fucking cartoon character. Whoa! Yeah, he's kind of a stupid person, Adolf Hitler. Just carrying fucking bags of books into war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz, I just got my... <laughs> my copy of the fountain head in my backpack. Hope I don't get shot at. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so what other news is there besides uh, Trump really being into Guns N' Roses? I actually uh, think Trump's good now. I've changed. I've decided. I'm voting for him. <laughs> I like that he fucking says soldiers are pussies. There's a, there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are going to be really happy to hear that. I know. Yeah, yeah Travis. Well, guess what? I didn't change my mind because of your mean comments. I changed my mind because I think it's funny that Trump says soldiers are stupid. Uh, I think it's funny that he um, admits that he lied um, to the, the guy who fucking broke Watergate. Uh, and then calls him like, "How bad is this gonna be for me after?" And uh, I like that he's like really into Guns N' Roses. He, he seems cool. I think it's good. So yeah, that happened. We could talk about that. The Woodward, okay. yeah, Squidward. Did you say Squidward? <laughs> yeah, Bob Squidward. Squidward is the, the guy Squidward. who voiced Squidward on SpongeBob. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Uh, Woodward and Squidward and <laughs> Berenstein is a cartoon bear and a squid, and they broke Watergate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Why so did I, that happen? <laughs> I obviously like the most shocking thing wasn't that he was obviously lying because everybody knew that, but that he for some reason was like, No, I trust this guy. <laughs> And then, yeah. like, 18 on-the-record well, conversations with him. Why would anyone in the Trump administration be like, did they just not know? Because it seems like Woodward's a person they know. Like, they created Fox News so another Nixon wouldn't 
happen. Like they created Fox News so people couldn't impeach their crooked presidents. And <laughs> Bob Woodward was like a big fucking part of uh, that. Kind of like the main part of it. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what it was. It is, but Trump like has some weird reverence for Woodward. Even like in interviews recently, he's like, "Look, sometimes the stuff he publishes is not nice to me, but it is what it like. It is like he <laughs> talks about him in a way like he never talks about anybody." He wrote a whole book though about Trump already. He already wrote a book yeah. about Trump being an idiot. <laughs> I read it, and it's all like Trump's a stupid piece of shit. It's not nice to him at all. He's like, no, but he loves. But it, the guy loves a good book about just him. It's like all publicity is good publicity. He's like one of those types of people, right? Like, ah, uh, yeah, that's true. He also probably hasn't read it. Yeah, so. he pr he's probably just seen the cover of a book with his fucking face on it and the word fear yeah. underneath it, and is like, yeah, this is cool. It's about how <laughs> scary. He's like, I'm just like Nixon now, the best president ever. <laughs> Dude, they had Roger Stone on a, an InfoWars episode talking about Woodward, and he was like, yeah, you can't trust that guy. He's a piece of shit. He lies about everything all the time. And it's like, <laughs> cool, who do you have tattooed on your back, Rog? Is it the guy that he fucking, yeah, get out of here, you creep. God damn it. I don't like that guy. That guy's going to ruin, that guy's going to steal the election single-handedly, Roger Stone. I know it. It's going to be some crazy shit, and it's going to be all Roger Stone's doing. Well, he always wears those, like, weird hats that make me feel like he's always up to no good. <laughs> he wears, like, one of those hats that, like, a character, like, in, like, a 70s, like, spy show. Yeah. Would, like, spin, and it would have, like, a thing that hypnotizes people with it. <laughs> like, he has, like, those hats. Dude, yeah, he's definitely, like, I, I feel like he's, like... All of Q, like he's probably Q. Yeah, I would. Yeah, he probably made that. I don't know why he wouldn't make it. He looks, he looks like like a Scooby Doo like Dick Dastard. Like like he's gonna bomb, want to like make a cartoon bomb and like throw it at kids doing like those downhill cart racing. <laughs> they, <laughs> they all look, they all look like that. Like, like any interview player. with. Uh, Rudolph Giuliani, who is a part of uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Any interview with that guy, like, he just looks like like a dude, like, in, like, a Batman comic, <laughs> who's like, I've hidden three bombs in the city, and if you don't give me a million dollars, and he's just, like, screaming and sweaty and fucking... That, that goes to show you how, like... <laughs> That guy was the mayor during 9-11. That guy was, like, in charge during 9-11. Rudy yeah, Giuliani is the craziest person. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about that briefly, how, like, all the weird, like, uh, mainstream media, like, the lib people on Twitter are, like, um, say what you want about George Bush, but we handled 9-11, like, really good. And we need a president that can do that. And it's like, I was alive during that. And that's why all of our lives are ruined. Because of the way you uh, handled 9-11. Yeah. We've <laughs> thrown, we've lit money on fire with, like, oil. 
just for, for 19 fucking years. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking bad. Yeah, there's no I don't know. It's weird. Like cuz we this country still like is still very prosperous, makes a lot of money. Um but like none of it goes to any of us anyway. Like Kenny and Hillary are living in like weird Asheville fucking land Pacific yeah. I don't know. It's and you guys are living in Blade Runner 2024. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, like, we're all just going to get a broom and sweep the forest. <laughs> I fucking literally said that again. And then there's, like, uh, an article in the San Francisco Times. Like, is it climate change or is it poor forest management? I'm like, are you fucking assholes? I'm just, like, literally saying, yeah, maybe we should sweep the forest. <laughs> no, also, they were like, oh, forest management. I was like, what the fuck are they talking? I was like, oh, you mean environmental, like, the EPA, like environmental protection shit, and yeah. not like, you know, gutting environmental protection regulations and shit like that and allowing timber companies to like over, like cut down every tree and like a stop dump like toxic fuels in the forest. Maybe that would help. You know, a way to end forest fires is to rip up all those shitty trees and just build Zuckerberg fortresses where they used to be. And then he can just do whatever the fuck he does. Crimes. He can do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like let Jeff Bezos have, like, a national park. And then let Bill Gates have a national park. And let Zuckerberg have a national park. And let... Zuckerberg's is called the Zucker Zone. <laughs> <laughs> and Bezos's landmark has to be, like, a huge egg, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking egghead looking motherfucker <laughs> he's got like this weird uh, climate controlled domes in the middle of Seattle it's the weirdest fucking thing like you walk inside and there's like plants from the rainforest in there and like the entire atmosphere inside is different than the atmosphere outside it's like weird science fiction <laughs> what the fuck? you live in a Philip K. Dick novel where this guy people like regular citizens can't breathe, and then the rich are just like listening to like, like Chopin and like these weird like manufactured rainforests. That's where you live. You live in a fucking. <laughs> <sighs> just wait, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan's gonna do the same shit to your fucking town. There we are. We've lost like five businesses that have been around for like twenty years. <laughs> And like yeah, two man. days, it's just like three things that have been here. Our fucking Cap City was here 35 years, and now it just doesn't exist anymore. But UT has See, a like, football game, which, good, 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 good. But you you still have Longhorn football, man. Yeah. Right? We, we still have that. We have that team that hasn't been good since fucking Vince Young played there <laughs> 20 <laughs> years ago. Cool. Vince Young of I will pay for everyone's shots fame at Applebee's. Whoa, what? He does that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He used to like just buy shots for like a whole restaurant. Like he would do like weird. There's weird, a lot of weird Vince Young stories. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All of those businesses closed and you can thank uh, this administration for that, I Whoa. guess. 
Hillary sent me a picture of those domes. I'm going to forward it to you because they're fucked up looking. It looks like a giant metal butt. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, like, I I just felt like time stamping like this, um, you know, in case uh, the world ends. Um, This guy was red in the in california and portland and it's really bad i don't know like i was reading an article about the air it's like basically not breathable that's not not good how long is that gonna last does anyone know (laughs) i mean if you can't breathe the air you can't breathe in the covid amador it's good (laughs) we had the worst air quality in the world this weekend and they said that standing outside was like the equivalent of smoking 18 cigarettes. Oh, wow. So standing outside is like smoking the average amount of cigarettes Kenny smokes. <laughs> That's why I'm immune. <laughs> I'm like one of those fucking weird mole people. I literally <laughs> in the dirt. You're going to be, you're going to be the guy. You're like the city of God lady or the children of men lady who could get pregnant but you could just breathe in toxic environments because you, all you do is drink coca-cola and chain smoke cigarettes <laughs> my body is all garbage and therefore this garbage can't hurt me <laughs> yeah so uh it's pretty bleak i don't know if you guys got that picture but god damn that i don't like that dumb I there's two of them, so it looks like it's just fucking nuts. It's like a butt to me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this, this is just, bionic butt. This is just like in the middle of your city. It looks like there's like buildings yeah, around it. This is just like from here. What a fucking yeah. Hope it's worth it for your legal weed, because you can smoke weed, but also can't breathe, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I I got, like, an, I, I got, like, an alert on my phone, like, earlier tonight that was, like, when it comes to the debate on climate change, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are singing two different tunes, and all I could think of was, have you ever seen that video of uh, Vanilla Ice? When he's describing why he didn't steal uh, <laughs> his good song from that shitty David Bowie song, where he's like, "Nah, the shitty David Bowie one goes dun 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 dun," and mine goes dun 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 dun. It's like you're saying the same. You both are saying the same thing, except Joe Biden is like, "Ah, it sucks that everything's burning," but like, I don't know. What are we going to do to stop it? Nothing, I guess. And Donald Trump's like, nothing's burning. It's Nothing's happening. And it's just like, you're both saying the same thing. Yeah, that was the worst part. I just read an article where uh, the governor of California, Newsom, was like, um, asked Trump, was like, all right, Trump, I, I, I grant you that we could do a better job at forest management, but will you please say that climate change is contributing? And I was like, Jesus, like, how fucking feckless. Pretty please. 
Can you please say climate change is real? I, and I'll sweep the forest all by myself. <laughs> Gavin oh. Newsom's also a weirdo, though, right? He's, like, involved in, like, weird uh, uh, ritual <laughs> child murders. Oil drilling increased under his leadership, too. So there's a lot of – there's plenty of blame to go around on both sides of the aisle, honestly. Uh, it's crazy that, like, in these blue states, these blue, like, liberal hellholes, we have, like, some of the most conservative politicians in power and, like, the most racist police departments. Yeah. I mean, the establishment are called that for a reason, right? I mean, like, they they don't care, you know, on some level. Like, if they can make some money, that's probably as much as they want, right? Nancy like, Pelosi can eat her ice cream while we all burn. <laughs> like, she's like Rorschach. <laughs> We're all like, help, help us. And she's like, no, through like a mouth. Like Rorschach and Watchmen, how he just ate cans of beans. Like Nancy Pelosi just like eating pints of ice cream. <laughs> just lifting up her mask to shovel ice cream in her mouth and be like, but doctor, I am... <laughs> Yeah. It's like when they were talking about the Portland mayor, like he was getting a lot of like play on NBC and MSNBC and stuff and like, oh look, he he's showing solidarity, showed up with the protesters and then like yeah, but he was the one tear gassing them. He's also like the police commissioner and then he accidentally had tear gassed himself. So <laughs> he's he's not like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean better than the National Guard and Trump like kidnapping people, but he's also a weird, super brutal. Been the police department in Portland's been super brutal, and just because like he accidentally Mister Beaned himself and like <laughs> really make him good. Fascist Mister Bean, rated R. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Kenny, you sent me some clips from an interview. Uh, explain what this is. Uh, before we get, play them and get into the our main story, um, this so it's just it, it's just a recent interview that Trump did with uh, Judge Janine, who I always mistake for Janine Garofalo. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That'd be great if if Janine Garofalo was like, "I'm the judge now." She's just doing interviews with like when Dom Herrera <laughs> had that great. fucking show. Yeah. He's like, "I'm the comedy judge." <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's like no particular order. It's just weird, like Trump saying insane fascist shit, like needing retribution and talking about insurrection and shit like that. All right, here's one clip. I'm just playing him randomly as I can get him to load. Right. Shot him. I mean, it was yeah, cold just cold-blooded killed him. He didn't like his hat or he didn't like something, and it wasn't a Trump hat. Right. This peaceful. It was prayer. It was a lot. It was a religion. Wait, he didn't. What hat was it? Was it a Trump oh. hat? Was it like a. Dallas Cowboys. This is the Patriot Prayer guy who got shot in Portland. Oh, the yeah. What hat was he wearing? Yeah. He was I wearing a, I guess, a Patriot Prayer hat. I don't even know that he was wearing a hat. To be honest, I don't they didn't think like that his, had anything. They didn't like his it. fucking naked head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And he shot him cold blood. Two and a half days went by, and I put out, "When are you going to go get him?" And the U.S. Marshals went in to get him. And in a short period of time, they ended in a gunfight. This guy was a violent 
criminal. Part of the mountain. And the U.S. Marshals killed him. And I will tell you something. That's the way it has to be. There has to be retribution when you have crime like this. They Whoa. Wait, so they're talking about that guy who got murdered, right? Yeah, the guy that they just fucking sprayed. He was like in like, custody though, right? They like arrested him. Wasn't he arrested that night? No, but they, I, from what I heard, he was just walking. Basically, what Trump's saying is that he sent in the marshals and that they just fucking found this dude and shot the shit out of him, murdered him instead of trying to arrest him. They said he was in a gunfight, but apparently he didn't have a gun on him. So that's a lie. It, and there's, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff about that dude, too, uh, that I'm sure would have, like, I'm not saying he was, like, you know, a plant or anything. But it was like one of those things that the MAGA people say whenever fucking a psycho MAGA person does it. Well, they defend them, but like back when they were like somewhat rational and like some right winger would do like a mass shooting, they'd be like, well, I mean, here's a speaker for all of us. This dude had like the Black Lives Matter like fist tattooed in his neck, which is insane. And there's that clip of him being like, I'm 100% Antifa. It's like no one. I know of met at the protest talks like that. It's like this is a like a crazy guy. This there's something off about this dude, right? I don't know. I mean, I I saw the interview that Vice had with him, um, which honestly, I like. Has anything come up with that? Like, has anyone said like, hey, like, because Vice kind of came under scrutiny for just airing out that <laughs> interview. I don't um, even know about that. What is that? They they interviewed that that guy that you're talking about, and I, I can't remember his name. But like, I, I mean, immediately afterwards, he was gunned down, or not immediately afterwards, but you know, like the timing was like, uh, maybe like a day. I I wish I knew the timeline uh, on this, but yeah. It, and this isn't the first time that some weird shit like that's happened with Vice, where they've run a story and then something fucked up has happened to the subject of that story or a fucking what they're covering. So, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen people on Twitter be like, oh, Vice is a fucking psyop or some shit. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of funny because, like, you know, half of their shows on their channels, like, Action Bronson just be like, fuck, dude. There's aliens out there. Action Bronson is a spook. <laughs> Everyone on Bucks. That guy that cooks everything with weed or whatever. They, they're all fucking CIA operatives. Dude, imagine if like that show where Action Bronson's like, yeah, today we're in fucking the Balkans trying baklava. And then when the camera stopped rolling. It's just him, like, doing fucking, like, wet work for the fucking CIA. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I remember when Vice used to just be about doing ketamine in, like, abandoned warehouses and, like, listening to the Batman Forever soundtrack. That's what they used to write about. <laughs> and now they're uh, murdering people for ashes. Allegedly. Parody. Uh, I don't want to get killed by Vice. <laughs> Actually, I do. Kill me. I'm done living. I hate this world. <laughs> Kill me. Vice and Action Bronson or Jesus and Mero after me. Please. 
Tony, when did that change? When did so, you cross the Rubicon? Well, in Kenosha, they asked men. Right. And we did a job like nobody's ever seen before. But if they don't ask you when, there are not American to do people it who Unless want you to. do insurrection, in which case it's just not big enough for insurrection. You won't do insurrection before. No, you don't need it. You don't know. Not yet. Oh, I'd be willing to do it in a heartbeat if you needed it, but we don't need it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. That, just, that clip just kind of played. Uh... So that one was confusing because Trump, like, obviously doesn't know what the Insurrection Act is and probably just learned that word, so he's using it <laughs> like crazy. Right, and the people that uh, in his, you know, administration that do know what the Insurrection Act is and do know what that word means are like, it's not important to know, and they're just like, don't care. Confused, so. It sounded like he was talking about him committing an insurrection. So I thought he was like talking about committing violence against like the governors for a second. And I was like, what the fuck? Trump actually <laughs> thinks that insurrection is what it's called when you get a hard penis. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can, I get insurrections all the time. I get the, I can oh, do I it. Get in a fucking heartbeat. Just you believe me, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> You better believe I can fucking do an, an, an insurrection at the top of, at the drop of a dime. I can fucking do it any time of day. And they're just like, whoa, this guy's Hitler. And he's just like insecure about his boners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I think that's uh, enough for the kind of current stuff. Uh, let's get into the, um, the main story we're doing today. Uh, we're talking about the LAPD. Albert or Gina, you want to explain a little bit about why we're doing this? And then I'll kind of get into uh, a little bit of history I found on gang corruption. And we can go into current day stuff. So, yeah. Floor is sure. yours. <laughs> sure. So, um, basically, this caught my eye because, you know, obviously, L.A. has a history with policing that, um, you know, is, uh, can be very instructive of like what to look out for as far as, uh, shit going on at protests, stuff like that. Uh, recently, uh, so the national lawyers guild, uh, they do legal observing, uh, at protests. And the main thing that they try to do is document interactions between the police and, uh, protesters. And they recently had a, pro a, a press conference. We're trying to have a press conference. And the L.A. Sheriff's Department, like, basically set up, like, a barricade around the news conference and was essentially, like, intimidating them, um, which is not good uh, considering, you know, if there's any, you know, rights violations, stuff like that. This That's the whole thing that legal observings about so uh intimidating you know a group that makes sure that people are being treated like uh you know humans with rights uh is being intimidated uh so that's terrible um but uh also uh they've been they recently arrested an npr like a local npr reporter as well 
Terry Gross? Um, they arrested Terry Gross? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, her name is uh, Josie uh, Wong. Wang? I'm, I may have fucked up that name. My bad. Um, but she was reporting... Uh, she was, she's just been doing a lot of reporting on a, a lot of the protests that have been happening in the wake of, you know, the George uh, Floyd murder. Um, so she's been doing a lot of good reporting, you know, um, and, and she was at a news conference after two officers were shot, um, point blank. And, uh, I guess they are still alive, right? They're, they're in a hospital right now. Yeah. In uh, critical condition. In critical, yeah. Um, so, yeah, things are heating up in L.A. again, or always, really. There's a lot. Um, you, you know what it is? I don't know. Uh, Kawhi Leonard signed there, and then the city went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it seems like Kawhi is the common thread here. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna dispute that, um, but yeah, I mean, so some of the stuff that's been happening, uh, the sheriff's department came out with a statement that was saying that uh, that uh, NPR reporter was uh, running towards the deputies and ignored repeated commands to stay back, and then there was a struggle. And uh, if you watch her video of the actual event. That did not happen at all. Like she identified herself as press, and they they actually like at some point her cell phone falls, and they clearly tried to destroy it. Uh, so intimidating journalists, um, you know these are all uh, fascist things. So right. Not to look out for. <laughs> Amazing that these fucking like meatheads still haven't caught on because like people have had camera phones for I don't know how fucking long. Like cameras have existed, they don't seem to understand that like literally every interaction that they have is going to come out. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like it, it's it's pretty crazy though because they're they're being brazen like with the whole thing. I mean, arresting journalists, intimidating illegal. Uh, a legal observer like organization uh not to mention you know uh they've had their own you know like recent like controversies as far as like murder murdering black people you know uh what that's one of the things that's like worrisome about like trump said in that interview i didn't clip it but trump said in the interview that like law enforcement's on his side. And I was like, oh no, he's right about that. Even in cities like Portland, Seattle, everywhere. Right. Like, yeah, those cops are on his side. So like if he were to do whatever, like the fucking state like apparatuses that have the monopoly on violence fully support this fucking dude. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. It, like, Another thing I found was that uh, their head sheriff, Sheriff Villanueva, uh, he said that, you know, the, de the deputies that arrested the journalists did everything right, uh, which is like always like the default position that they take. You know, that's a very suspect thing. You know, if like 
If a person always told you, like, when you had a disagreement with them about something, if they always told you that you were always wrong and they were right just by default, like, that's that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big red flag. Yeah, like, we no, all know someone who has, like, you know, constant, like, a revolving door of, like, friendships and relationships, and they're always like, that, that person's fucking crazy. And it's like, I don't know, it seems like you're the common thread based on this, like reoccurring thing yeah man um he even went so far as to say that um apparently they've been dealing with a problem at protests where people are uh stenciling the word press on their helmets and that they're actually i don't know what the insinuation is that i guess journalists are antifa now like i don't know what the fuck is going on in la oh wait so how the fuck are we supposed to know who we're supposed to brutalize? Fuck, I, who are we allowed to if everyone says press? <laughs> My favorite thing is these people are like the cops like, yeah, we're the ones that are here to keep law and order. And they're getting tricked by some, by like essentially someone putting a pair of glasses on being like, Antifa, there's no Antifa here. It's just me. Some some helpless nerd. And then they're like, all right. <laughs> also, don't they like carry press badges? Like, if you're wearing, like, yeah. a fucking helmet with press spray painted on it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the insane thing. Like, they're saying, like, fake press pass credentials. Like, they're getting away with it in other ways. But previously, they were saying that this reporter didn't have any sort of credentials. So just to, like, walk it back and be like, well, we had no way to know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I did, like scant a little bit of you know research on uh so the the npr affiliate is called kpcc and um the beginning of the george floyd protests like back in late may uh they had like weird like interactions with police even back then like uh one of their reporters uh, was hit in the throat with a rubber bullet. I remember, uh, yeah, I remember was, when that was. Yeah, like, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, sorry. Uh, he was interviewing a protester, and as soon as he finished, like he just like felt something like hit his throat, and like basically a rubber bullet like bounced and like hit him, and he had like a huge like welt like in his throat, you know, like. Christ. Yeah, dude was like bleeding, like running away. Um, so yeah, I mean. Whether, you know, it's hard to say that it's not intentional that they're, you know, like intimidating press and shit like that. So um, all good elements in an organization. I don't know. I don't it know. It gets even worse, though. Yeah. I don't know how they continue to like. Uh, it's just like, how the fuck still buys this when it's just like, oh, this is like a we didn't know she was a press. I was like, well, there's like been like, I don't know, 5000 instances of police shooting at press since the beginning of the protests like yeah how many fucking instances of it do you need to have before it's like that stops being the, i mean they're never going to stop using that line because they don't really give a shit but right yeah man i don't know the the sheriff uh, department is uh fucking corrupt as shit um they, so I don't know if you all heard about uh, Dijon uh, Kizzy. No. Uh, 
Yeah, he was uh, he was recently uh, murdered by uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department. Um, but yeah, they basically pulled him over for a code violation, and he was riding a bike. It's like what fucking like what code violation was he? I, I don't know. Like you yeah. know, it, it's fucking wild. But they basically uh, stopped him for that. And then they, some witnesses said that they shot him 15 times and they claimed that he made a motion toward a gun uh, that fell out of his jacket that he had been carrying. But uh, there's no like video that says whether that's true. And if you like look into anything associated with uh, LA cops, uh, it's that, uh, you know, they've been planting like weird ghost guns that they can't find and yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah so before you kind of get into because you want to talk about the corruption and like the kind of gang ties and uh, i don't know if that ties into this specific part um so i mean oh i'm sorry uh, no i was just saying uh if we are i want to talk about yeah before we get to that let me know so because i'm going to break down kind of a little history okay, thing yeah. about it, but yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think Gina has quite a bit on, on some of that stuff too. Um, so there's no, like, I, I don't think there's any like proof that this was like done as like a gang, a gang initiation. I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, like these things keep happening and like, Every time these things happen, you know, they I like I read an article about uh, Kizzy and um, apparently he uh, received his like high school diploma while in prison. Like there it's just I don't know. It's it's fucking wild that, you know, some people have to like do, you know, stuff like that while they are immediately criminalized. I mean, we know about like the school to prison pipeline, shit like that. Um right. I don't know. It it's it's just fucking crazy. Was the shooting captured on like was there a video of it or how so the, how did I, news of it come out, I guess? Um I mean I'm not exactly sure. It didn't seem it seemed like the video was extremely grainy and like you couldn't tell conclusively what happened based on that video, uh, but I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I was just curious because I've been reading that. So the LA Sheriff's Department, one of like the fourth largest law enforcement agencies in the country, they um, don't have body cameras, and body cams suck. Like they don't actually prevent any crime. But it's crazy that this like massive police force, like years after Mike Brown, like has still gotten away with not having body cameras. Yeah, because body cams are more kind of like a, I guess like a compromise to be like you have this thing to hold you accountable and then the cops like okay and then you know they mysteriously malfunction or uh yeah Yeah, they can turn them off like they're so flawed but before like other than that it's just our word against cops and we know they lie so if there's going to be like a rare chance where well yeah i mean the, the body cam thing i don't know it's it's weird because it's like you're reforming a a system that cannot be reformed. Uh, 
everything that everything that cops do is right now as set up is like to protect property to criminalize homeless people criminalize poor people criminalize immigrants like everyone is like an enemy and it's the fucking it's the broken window like policing thing where they were like if we clean up these communities then right crime will end but it's like yeah but the people complaining are like the rich assholes and stuff and it's like it's like the bars that call the cops on homeless people on 6th street it's like you don't care about cleaning it up you're just like inconvenienced by this and then that kind of gives them like free reign to brutalize these communities because they're doing it in the name of fucking cleaning it up yeah it's like oh these bars look better when it's just young people having a good time yeah but yeah, instead of actually like giving, you know, homeless people or addicts or, you know, people in poverty, instead of giving them the resources, like broken windows policing should be like, here, we're going to help like restore your community, invest in the community. But instead it's like, no, we're just going to fine you for shit that like you can't afford or don't have time to fix because well, the system's so fucked against you. Well, I can't think of the name. I can't remember the name of the sociologist who like initially kind of came up with it, but that was kind of his like general idea. It was like right. kind of this like fucking very like I get sort of like hopeful I guess would be a nice way to describe it of like look if you take pride in your community then people will then people will respect it and there will be less like lawlessness but then what happened was it was like the people complaining were people that wanted to be have like junkies and homeless people and sex workers and like you know, teenagers skipping school. Those are the complaints getting called. And so the comps were just like, uh, just brutalizing these people. And like, complaints of, in New York City, police, uh, reports of police misconduct rose 60% when they did fucking broken window policing. Which is like, because they weren't like doing it in like, you know, Manhattan. They were doing it like in Queens and Staten Island and fucking Brooklyn. They weren't doing it like in... Right. They were doing it in neighborhoods that are like low income. Which, like, to me, says... Like, remember, like, that Congress guy that got all pissed off at AOC because she said that there's a correlation between poverty and crime, and obviously if you're wanting to prevent crime, you should take preventative measures and, like, address the actual issue of poverty and then they act like there's no correlation between those things but their main philosophy of policing is to target poor areas because i mean that goes against their entire fucking thesis those two things contradict each other so like they absolutely know for a fact like the philosophy behind what they're doing they like absolutely know that intention I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Like, they absolutely, like, like the more, like, you deconstruct it, like, I think you're, like, average fucking MAGA chud doesn't make those fucking distinctions. But, like, I've kept going, like, over in my head about, like, these false narratives that they're allowed to spin. Like, their arguments are so constantly contradictory that I feel like at this point we have to accept that they know exactly what they're doing in terms of, like, they know exactly the goal of their policing is to specifically somebody knows to disenfranchise people of color, to target people of color, to criminalize poverty. 
on some level, they have to know that. I don't know who, but somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I mean, the whole history of policing is just fucking grim. Like it, like the slave catchers, and then like policing expanded globally. Well, uh, through our foreign dude, policy and like British foreign just, policy. Just on like LA, like I did some research on this guy that became, I, and he's the one that came up because I think he's probably one of the, I didn't realize until I read about him, he's one, probably one of the most influential figures in modern day policing was the police chief in Los Angeles in the 50s. That guy, this guy named William Parker, and he basically started utilizing the media in Los Angeles as a propaganda outlet for himself. They did a show called The Thin Blue Line. They did this, these other shows where he'd go on and like, yeah, he's like a lot of police department. Dragnet too, him. right? Wasn't he like behind like Dragnet kind of? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah. Um, it, I'm sorry, I was like looking for this tweet when you were talking about the guy yelling about AOC and no correlation. Ben Shapiro tweeted, uh, our good friend, Ben Dry Pussy Shapiro tweeted out, uh, the philosophy of ACAB is perfectly logical. Is a perfectly logical result for the uh, people that think police are systematically racist. So these people do like get it, but they just don't like understand. Like Ben Shapiro is literally like, ACAB makes sense if you think all cops are racist. Like, yeah, no, we do. Like these people get it, but they're just like, you're wrong about this thing that doesn't affect me, Benjamin. Wap Shapiro. I, that's where I come into like disagreement because I think Ben Shapiro not only gets it, but he like gets the other side of the argument. He understands that to be like the case. He doesn't give a fuck. No, that's what I'm saying. He likes the racist policing. Like he gets the, Yeah, that, no, that's what I'm saying is Ben Shapiro like gets it to the point that he's just like this makes sense if you think this, and it's like we do think that. We tell you this is what we think. Ben Shapiro just doesn't give a shit. He's just like, yeah. 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 There's no way, there's no way like that little white boy could ever see that, you know, the system is like rigged against certain people. Like he's never had to deal with anything like right. that. Right. He sucks at everything and he still has a fucking radio. He, the, ben Shapiro is literally garbage at everything he does. And, and to, the crazy thing about Ben Shapiro is, like, he does realize that, like, in the white supremacist <clears throat> novel, like, all these people that he calls his, like, uh, fucking, that are his peers, he's the, like, penalty, he's, like, the ultimate villain at the end of it, because he's Jewish, so. Right. He's going to be the first <laughs> one they, like, wipe out. Not, at the end of the day, like, Ben, they think you're one of the masterminds behind it, probably. Eventually. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, so you mentioned the uh, the policing in the '50s. So let's just kind of run through a history, and uh, I guess and end on like present day kind of corruption and gang violence. That sound good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Kenny, do you have anything else on like the? Because wasn't that so, kind of as? Didn't that guy kind of create you know, essentially copaganda as like a. Uh, like way to combat just complaints about police brutality because LA was like insanely segregated in the 50s wasn't it I guess everyone yeah. was but like 
when he took over last the like he took over in like 1951 the los angeles police department was notorious for having like connections to organized crime and he was seen as kind of like this antidote to that which like that's questionable the things he did to the police department though was like he used utilized media to spread propaganda to make to like reshape the image of the LAPD he also increased the police department's autonomy and ability to operate without answering to anybody and those are things that like Los Angeles is still dealing with and a lot of police departments around the country are dealing with because a lot of police departments like when when he was police chief like he supposedly like turned he turned the image around so like a lot of police departments around the country started emulating the LAPD at that point but which is kind of crazy because he had like a bunch of crazy horrible shit happen while he was also a police chief right <laughs> like in the 50s there was like there was like a bar fight and like these like five mexican guys and these two white guys got arrested and then oh is is this the zutsu right no, that was no. in the forties. That was before him. But okay, that these I got a few notes, uh, notes on that. But uh, this one was like on Christmas Day. These guys, these these guys were drinking, and I guess the cops got called because somebody said that they were underage. And then the cops showed up, and they're like, "Oh no, we are all of legal age." And they all showed ID. And then the cops were like, "Well, you still got to leave." And they were drunk, and they got in a fight, and then like. Seven hours later, all these guys were arrested. One of them was taken to a park and, like, beaten and given, like, they broke his face, bones, basically. And then the rest of them were beaten, were taken into prison, and then, like, 54 officers beat the shit out of them for an hour and a half. And they had, like, ruptured organs, broken face bones. And then this guy, Parker, who was police chief, just... Uh, basically shuffled everybody around and covered it up. And for like three months, it wasn't even a news story. And then, yeah, and then he, he was also saw... Sorry, give me a sec. I'm just looking over. Yeah. Yeah, so the crime... Oh, yeah. the... Oh, like, ahead, super sorry. racist could be... He refused to hire any black officers. Uh, if there were black officers on the force, they were prohibited from having white police partners. Uh, he compared uh, black participants in riots to monkeys in a zoo. One of his quotes was, he said, it's estimated by 1970, 45% of the metropolitan area of LA will be Negro. If you want any protection for your home and family, you're going to have to get in and support a strong police department. If you don't, come 1970, God help you. So, like, and that was on television that he said that. So he's like, yeah. So this guy nice. was, uh, <laughs> this guy was like fucking police chief from like fucking weird ass like Chinatown times, where it's just like people hanging out with like mobsters to like the 70s, like insane kind of. Um, just like cops murdering people, fucking. So, so at this point, it was more like just organized cops being on <clears throat> take for. Yeah, and then uh, the other big thing that happened during his tenure is in the was the Watts riots, Ooh. and that's when a pregnant woman got 
uh, shoved by the police and then uh, in an altercation and then rioting. It, the, a crowd gathered and there was a lot of unrest and rioting and stuff got burned down, but he called in the National Guard and they basically just beat the shit out of a bunch of people and mass arrested them. But hmm. Good thing that's not happening anymore. Good thing that yeah. we are past that. Jesus Christ. They arrested 3,500 people, and they like to attribute it to the incidents, but a lot of what they said caused it was specifically attributed to this police chief and um, shit that he was doing. And also, they in that time, too, California repealed like a Fair Housing Act, and there's just a lot of... Like housing, housing discrimination and segregation and general racist shit happening in Los Angeles at that time. Right. Yeah. So pretty much, this chief was a racist and covered for other racist and then what's kind of crazy into, is oh, I found out after the riots, the CIA guy named John McCone came in and was like supposed to do a kind of an autopsy, a report on what caused the riots. And I was not expecting this from like a CIA spook, but he basically was said in his report that, oh, it's because they don't have employment opportunities. There's poor schools, there's inferior living conditions. And they're like, and also everything's super racist and terrible for them. And that probably led to racial tensions getting to a boiling point. And then they were like, ah, no. And they never did anything with that report. (laughs) Hello, it's me, the CIA guy. Everything's shitty there. You should fix it. Okay, yeah, no, we're just going to keep being weird, fucking corrupt gumshoes from fucking a Roman Polanski movie. Um, yeah, so is that all you got on the mm-hmm. 70s? Or? That's kind of like the 50s through the, through the 60s. He was basically police chief during that whole time. You will be glad to know that, like, a year after uh, he retired, he died of a heart attack, so he didn't... <laughs> Good for him. Uh, you did mention like the zoot suit riots right. that happened in the forties. That was fucked up too. Um, that was when basically a bunch of U.S. servicemen just went around and beat the shit out of Mexicans uh, and shit and black people wearing zoot suits. But right, cool, cool country we live in. Yeah. So. Uh... I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, Rampart scandal. In the, it happened in the 90s. And uh, even if you don't know about this, you know about this. Because like literally every crooked cop thing is based on it. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is like based on this. Um, the show The Shield. Sorry, Michael Chiklis of uh, The Thing fame from Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> <laughs> They had, like, a really shitty movie starring Woody Harrelson called Rampart in it, where Woody Harrelson's, like, a corrupt cop and Ice Cube's a DA guy. Uh, the less shitty movie, Training Day, starring uh, America's good boy Ethan Hawke, is based on Rampart. Pretty much any, like, corrupt, like, Los Angeles cop thing you've seen since 2000 is, like, based on Rampart. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So what it is is like a, it was a widespread scandal involving police corruption uh, in a unit called Community Resources Against Street Hoodlums. 
Uh, the acronym was Crash. So, like the movie oh. Academy Award winner Crash. <laughs> Did you know that it used to be Trash? Is that real? <laughs> yeah, bad? dude. Um, I'll see if I can find it, but but what keep did the going. T I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find. It. I know it's. I have it in. Yeah, because I want to know what the fucking T stood for. Travis's Travis resources <laughs> against. <laughs> did I do this? Oh man, <laughs> you did this, dude. It's uh, no, it's a total resources against street hoodlums. Mm. They're both bad names. Yeah. Yeah, they're both super. Obviously, rude. if like. Just saying, if your name shopping things you gotta throw out hoodlums, that's bad. Don't put that in there. Yeah. Also, don't call yourself trash. I thought that would have been a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, trash <laughs> at least can be like I don't know, like you could be like a we're named after the Bandicoot. I don't fucking know, but <laughs> with trash, hey, it's like it's, you can't spin trash to be good. Our new crime unit is going to be called the No Sex Lame Ass Virgin <laughs> Bitch Boys. <laughs> yeah, so in this scandal, uh, by the end of it, uh, more than 70 officers uh, assigned or associated with the crash unit were, in were implicated in some form of misconduct. So pretty much like all of this unit, which is, you know, the anti-gang unit they were all like just corrupt pieces of shit uh so yeah i'm gonna start with what kind of uh set off the uh, uh set off this whole thing and that was Kawhi leonard being born Kawhi <laughs> leonard was born and then la was corrupt <laughs> um yeah so on march 18th in 1997 around 4 p.m uh this Undercover officer named Frank Liga or Liga, it's L Y G A. However you pronounce that. Uh, he was at like a red light, and Chris Gaines, Kevin Gaines, who was also a crash officer, pulled up next to him in a Mitsubishi, and was like fucking flashing a gun and throwing up gang signs and shit. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was like a case of road rage. So I, I, I couldn't find... There's probably some I didn't do a whole bunch of research into it because I'm lazy. But at the red light, Kevin Gaines pulled up to him and was like, you know, throwing up gang signs, going like, do you know who I am? Flashed a gun at him. And he got scared and apparently was like... He made a call in on like a hidden radio on like a pedal of the car to be like, hey, some shit's going down. And he ended up uh, shooting and killing uh, Kevin Gaines. It was determined to be self-defense at the time. Uh, Gaines had been a member of the police uh, department for seven years, but then it came out later that he had ties to uh, Death, Death Row Records of uh, music fame. <laughs> which, which, I mean, that's a thing that like everyone kind of knew because Suge Knight bragged about that because he was a psychopath. He like, bragged about having cops on his... Um, he he bragged about having cops like on his payroll. He right. showed nice the craziest. He hung Easy E like out of a window. Like he, no, that was Vanilla Ice. He hung Vanilla Ice out of a window. So he's good. Changed my mind. <laughs> 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 he, 
No, but yeah. So they had like a lot of police officers, or they did like the fucking that weird like the departed thing where they were like, "Hey, go join the police department and give us feed us intel." They did like a lot of that shit. That's like kind of known, um, right? And uh, just to add to that, um, I was reading. I always go back to this intercept article from 2017. Um, but it basically talked about how, uh, you know, the infiltration of, of like white power and white supremacy, like groups and gangs, like were infiltrating, you know, different agencies, stuff like that. So LA being one of the prime examples, um, a lot of, you know, officers like either affiliated or, you know, on the take, um, here's a cool stat that I just found, uh, in my copy of the end of policing, uh, which had some of the stuff on the, that, uh, on crash, um, in one weekend in April of 1988, a thousand officers made almost 1,500 arrests, only 103 of which resulted in charges. So like just arresting a shitload of people and like not even like, like with no charge or anything. Um, that's a pretty bad stat, you know, a thousand officers, a thousand officers, a thousand five hundred arrests and only 103 of them. You can actually trace to an actual crime. Yeah. Um, bad stats. <laughs> um, Plus, you know, they stretched for those 103. Like they had to falsify a couple reports. <laughs> yeah. <there>. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, man, it sounds like a lot of the shit that they did under this was fucking insane. Like, how much more do you have on it, on some of the other stuff that they did? Uh, well, just, uh, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about this. Where Lico was sitting in a, he was like in an unmarked car because he was fucking waiting for a drug deal to go wrong. Or fucking just the tail, I don't, whatever fucking stupid undercover cops do. <laughs> and uh yeah and he was Ruined yeah legal legal was cleared of any wrongdoings and obviously all the show night shit came out uh this is something i thought was just kind of funny in his car they found a uh death row records greatest hit cd and he was listening to that song no vaseline that ice cube song and i don't know if you heard that song but that song is gnarly as shit Oh, it's fuck. like a diss record against, I think, Easy, And it's just like about like, yeah. Obviously, you can tell from the title. It's about. <laughs> hmm, check, please. <laughs> yeah, but Liga was uh, exonerated on any wrongdoing. The, the police proved it was in, um, in policy and not racially or improperly motivated i don't know what league is if he's a white guy or if he's probably right you're like a yeah i don't i don't know within three days of the incident the Gaines family had retained attorney johnny cochran and filed a long uh wrongful death lawsuit against los angeles uh, for 25 million uh they eventually settled for uh, two hundred fifty thousand. so not quite what they wanted um, is Johnny Cochran an OJ guy? What is Johnny Cochran? Yeah. Yeah, he's a... That's another... Yeah, that's another fucked... 
I, yeah, I watched. That's what I was. That was like fresh in my mind when you brought this up because I just rewatched that OJ uh, Made in America, mm-hmm. the Thirty for Thirty one, and the first like kind of um, hour, two hours of it is about police mishandling of the Rodney King situation, which I mean I guess we can talk about a little bit where it was, it was blatantly. They're blatantly just like assaulting this man. And then, you know, they all got acquitted and Rodney King went on TV and cried and was like, I forgive him. Like, yeah, it just. So, yeah, so at this point, there was a lot of. Was that 93? Yeah. So the tension's still like super high between, you know, um, the police and just like you know the black community so a cop shooting another cop is kind of was probably like a big deal not knowing all the intricacies of this shit um the next thing that happened in this was a uh this is fucking pretty gnarly on november 6 1997 uh 72 $72,000 was stolen in an armed robbery from a uh, Los Angeles Bank of America. Uh, the bank manager ended up confessing that her boyfriend, who was an LAPD officer, was the mastermind of it. His name was David Mack, and he was sentenced to 14 years and three months. They don't know where the money is, uh, or at least why he was incarcerated, uh, but he bragged to everyone in prison. Uh, about how he would be a billionaire when he got out. So yeah, that's that's that that's. Uh, do you have anything on that, Gina? Um, just that uh, Frank Liga was placed on administrative leave in 2014 uh, for racist comments he made. He called attorney Carl Douglas. And Ewok from the Star Wars movies. Oh no! Wait, is Frank Liga the dude who, like, in those videos, he's like just safe? I think there's like one of those cops who, like, in like a police video with LAPD, is just saying like fucked up shit. Is this is this the guy? I think it is. Um, yeah, man. Good job, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lapd i mean obviously like uh, there's a lot of a lot of history here um and i mean just reading some of the excerpts uh about it in this book um aside from that uh arrest stat that i said earlier uh they would regularly do things like raid an entire lower income housing development um and this was uh, erroneous police work because they believed it was an epicenter for gang-related drug dealing, and uh, they never found shit. Um, but, you know, of course, officers being officers, they ripped open walls, destroyed furniture and personal belongings, um, and apparently even spray-painted things like LAPD rules. <laughs> which <is> like, <laughs> what? LAPD was here. <laughs> yeah, just it's, like it's like that weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or that seems like if they went back after the fact and they were like, "Hey, you guys maybe committed some brutality." Like, oh no, look at this place. It's a 
trash. Oh, why does it say LAPD rules on the fucking <laughs> this person's house? Oh, fuck, bro. Uh, yeah, what LAPD was here, and then there's like a fucking Calvin and Hobbes peeing on a <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, the I guess that takes us to like the Rampart scandal of 1999. Uh, yeah, um, but that. Do you have to think yeah, about them just beating the shit out of that guy at the? Uh, at the Rampart station, at the police station, where, like, one of the officers in a testimony said that, like, uh, this officer, Brian Hewitt, like, got off on, like, torturing people. And one of the guys they handcuffed, uh, they just punched him in the stomach until he vomited blood. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, what's happening? Yeah. Is everyone? I think the ocean is happening on Kenny's end. Is that on my end? Wait, what happened? I hear like a weird noise. I don't know if it's. Oh, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay, it's, it's fixed. Kenny was uh, throwing his computer into the ocean, apparently. I don't know if that would even show up on the recording. If it's not, <laughs> you're crazy, and LAPD rules. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, uh, uh, police officers in this. I'm going to kind of run through this real quick, uh, and then we can get to the more the the Rampart thing where cocaine... This, this is like a crime, but also one of those crimes that made me laugh, where, like, a shitload of eight pounds of cocaine went missing from the evidence room. And was like replaced with like Bisquick, like the fucking <laughs> the big pancakes <laughs> with. Uh, obviously, yeah, and all the they apparently they were, and apparently the guy who stole it, what's his name? Something Perez. Is that Ra- uh, Rafael Perez? Yeah, where he was like he was gonna use the cocaine to plan on Liga to frame him because they were all you know. No one in this story is good. Is what I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, and then yeah, then Perez... when that guy got caught, he essentially implicated a bunch of people in like illegal killings, cover-ups, robberies, yeah, drug so dealing. Yeah, so he kind of get like tried or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. So that's what I. That's kind of what I have on that. Is it's just kind of like a whole police investigation thing that was like. You know, clearly these people were on, like, there's a lot of officers that were on, like, the payroll for, you know, this psychopath who's signed Tupac. And there's that weird guy who, like, thinks they were involved with Biggie Small shooting. I don't know if you got into yeah. any of that, but that guy, but that guy's a maniac, though, the guy who, like, thinks that. He's, like, kind of like a weird Alex Jonesy kind of guy. L.A. has an Alex Jones, too? No, I mean, he's, like, saner. He's less anti-Semitic and racist, but he's, like... He thinks that all this Rampart shit is, like, tied to, you know, Biggie Smalls dying. And it all kind of yeah. makes sense when you hear him talk. He's, like, a weird, like, conspiracy brain guy. And it's kind of like, oh, you're crazy. They were going to make a movie with Johnny Depp and him in it, but everyone was like, no. 
And they cancel it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I have about the Rampart scandal. I just kind of wanted to paint the history of uh, L.A. being bad before we get into you know the final stretch of this. So, yeah. Go ahead, guys. I'm going to piggyback a little bit on L.A. Sheriff's Department being bad. Um, I decided to read a report by the Center for Juvenile Law and Policy, which is a free, little, loyal, free legal clinic out of the Loyola Law School. And basically they train students to work with at-risk youth or a lot of like youth who are involved in gangs. And one thing that they were finding is like these these teenagers kept saying like, hey, you know, a lot of cops are in gangs. <laughs> um, so the school's like, we should look into this. And they created this pretty substantial report um, so I'm just going to kind of sprinkle in some highlights. Um, they basically looked at the last 50 years of deputy gangs in the Los, a Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. So they, because it's like a, you know, research report, they had to have a whole paragraph about how some people disagree with calling them gangs, that they're really just like deputy cliques. But they who, called themselves gangs though, right? <laughs> exactly yeah yeah Yeah. so it's like it's it kind of reminds me this reminds me of like uh how the union president for the minneapolis police department is a part of like has ties to like a biker gang that is white supremacist uh oh yeah and they're like are there like jackets like fucking whataburger color or like White castle <laughs> I don't know about the the colors, but that's fucking hilarious. Like, I think people on Twitter are like bullying them because their jackets look like look like a White House, like White Castle uniforms. <laughs> yeah, I, I that'd be fucking hilarious. If, if, look, if they just had Whataburger in Minneapolis, like police, <laughs> like brutality would end. Um. <laughs> Just like it has in Texas. <laughs> no cops doing bad stuff here because we have Whataburger. Only. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Sorry. Um. Okay. So basically, they had to, you know, go into it that some of these deputy—they call them like drinking groups or all sorts of different names, but they mostly were like classifying any that have exhibited exhibited gang-like behavior. And they found at least 17 subgroups within the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Um, some, they like have no clue if they're still active, but many that are like still active have allegations against them to this day. Um, and so it, it's just really interesting. They break down these 17 different groups, some like you know, if there was any lawsuits against them, they detail that. Um, they also break down each group's tattoo because uh, most of them have like a, a common tattoo associated with the gang. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to piggy, piggy off of that, um, <laughs> um, recently um, there was a whistleblower within the LA Sheriff's Department and he alleged that. Uh, a fifth of LA deputies at Compton Station uh, are part of a gang 
and then an additional 20 more are either prospects or close associates. And uh, some of the stuff that he was saying is that you have to look at like their gang initiation tattoos to identify who they're affiliated with. But then that like some of these people, like if they're just like close associates or prospects, like they may be vying to like get ink. So like whenever like some of these citizens just get like get killed, like in an extrajudicial killing where, you know, there's not a whole lot of evidence that that person did anything wrong. Like it could be that this sheriff is like becoming a, an official part of a gang. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they, they do a ritual of getting ink, which is, um, they are some of this. pretty much all skeletons. And then for each little, uh, each little gang, they got different hats on their skeletons. Um, so we've got the banditos that have a sombrero. Um, Racist. supposedly that, <laughs> Supposedly, the the head of the sheriff's department is a bandito. Ooh. There was one, too, wasn't there? Like, There's like a bunch of news articles that I saw like last week about this one called The Executioners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I think the FBI just opened an investigation on them uh, because... Because they're yeah, called the they're, fucking they're, Executioners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're a, a white supremacist group called the Executioners, and they are, uh, you know, allowed to walk around with guns and, like, good the, cowboy hats and shit. Compton, Compton Sheriff's Department. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know what their, the Compton Executioners little hat is on their skeleton? With no. like a fez? Is it's it like a fucking smaller skeleton? It's a Nazi helmet. Naturally. Oh no! Like a like one of those SS helmets with like the pike on it. I haven't seen pictures. It just says Nazi helmet with that says CPT on the front. Yeah, it is. I I look. Yeah, it has a. It's a. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> a fucking cartoony Nazi helmet. Yeah, there's a there's a photo of a tattoo where it's like yeah, it's wearing that helmet and then like it's like this. Skeleton creature and it has like a cigar in its mouth. There's another gang that has a tattoo on their forehead that just says, I am a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> they're the they're the ones that the movie Train Day is based off of. The ones who are just like criminal on their forehead. They're like, I like the nuance of this gang. Let's make a movie about them. The ones who are just like t shirts that say doing crimes is what I do best. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any more of the little gang symbols we want to run through? Um, so I didn't. After reading like about the tenth one, I had to shut my computer because it was really depressing me. Uh, yeah. um, but I did get through all of the like the first few in their different hats, and then it talks about how much money these gangs have cost the police departments and like misconduct lawsuits um probably close to like 50 million in the last two decades like minimum uh yeah um so the current like head of uh la sheriff's department is his name is sheriff villanueva um and after that whistleblower said that uh you know almost half of a, a sheriff department station is like affiliated with 
gangs. Uh, he was like, like, I take these allegations very seriously. Uh, and I just enacted a policy that is going to address, you know, these groups or deputy cliques. Um, but an inspector general uh, by the name of Max Huntsman uh, apparently said that he was not aware of any implementation of any new policy that would uh, look into these uh, gangs. So literally, it could be just Villanueva like talking out his ass. Um, and uh, another thing that that uh, Inspector General said was that apparently, uh, unsurprisingly, it's difficult to uh, you know investigate these groups because the sheriff's department has a history of just obstructing any investigation into gangs being in law enforcement so i enjoy these guys defense when they get called out like when the whistleblower is saying like hey after police divorce is affiliated with gangs and his response isn't like oh i i know this i've been looking into it it's like wait what (laughs) (laughs) he's the dumbest guy in the room that just figured it out like oh you knew of course you knew yeah yeah, he was apparently he. There's like interviews of him being asked to join a um, a clique called the Cavemen, and he talks about like declining to join them. Um, and that was back before he was even the like head sheriff or whatever. So he he certainly known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. Do do all these gangs get along, or is there like weird beef between? Are they all like yeah we're gangs, but are like desire to just like oppress minorities is i i think they have like their turf which is basically their station so the one will be like based at the compton station or the east la station so i think they have like you know like like other gangs they have their like their turf there yeah jesus christ (laughs) yeah so um i don't have all the history on me right now but um there is a lot of history wherein, you know, the cops used to, you know, work with like, like different gangs or mobs or organized crime. Um, this isn't like, you know, something that is unique to the LA Sheriff's Department. Um, it just happens to be a really big problem. And, it, you know, a lot of people are shining light onto it right now. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's maybe body cams will fix it, <laughs> dude. It, and that's what's so like infuriating about like the narrative that like the right wing does, where it's like the cops are just trying to do their job and serve and protect, and it's like, no, cops like traditionally. Like, historically, like, known for being, like, corrupt and shitty. There's, like, a there's like a lot of media just based off, like, look how shitty cops can be. Like, look how, it's like, what, you think this is all just, like, made up? It's, like, it's based on something. So it's, it, yeah. and it's weird that every time it's, like, the cops are justified. And what are you supposed to do when you fear for your life? It's, like, they don't fear for their lives. They're fucking... <sighs> You know kind of what it is? It's like uh, when a comic 
is uh, too shitty to work like at clubs or even like be accepted by scenes at open mics. And so they just, just form like a, a weird little clique that like does shows in like taco restaurants. The LAPD is like the group of comics that does like shows in taco restaurants because they're too <laughs> dumb and shitty to get booked in the real gangs. I think like a lot of their justifications, like all oh, those right wingers always coming out and say it's justified. I think like they know it's not, it's like they, but they can't be explicitly racist anymore or they're just, they're like tiptoeing around it. And it's like, <laughs> they're edging like they're full on racism. It's um, like there's definitely obviously the systemic elements of it. But I think it's naive to also just say, oh, it's just systemic racism that it's not. Like, no, it's also very explicit fucking in-your-face racism. If it wasn't, there wouldn't be these fucking gangs in L.A. that are, like, using police brutality as a hazing mechanism for new membership. They And they like, like, the right-wingers defending these cops and shit, like, they're not going to say it. But, like, they like it. They like that the cops are... Killing yeah. minorities. We like that the cops are beating the shit out of people. Dude, were they? Yeah, in... Oh, go ahead. And they can't even draw attention to it when it's a fuck. They can't, and you know that's the case. They like it so much that they can't even draw attention to it when it's the case of a white person getting shot or brutalized by the police. Like, how many of these motherfuckers were talking about that autistic 13 year old, or how, I think it was 13, that was shot by the cops? Or the. There was, like, two years ago, there was an autistic uh, white kid. He was six years old that was shot by the cops. Or that guy that, like, was made to crawl through the hotel on his hands and knees begging for his life. They never mentioned those fucking people either. Like, they don't... They, they like the police brutality so much that they... <laughs> they can't even defend white people who are killed by police. Yeah, well, it's... It's, uh... I mean, it comes from a super selfish uh, perspective where, you know, any notion that, you know, certain groups of people are being over-policed, like, to them, it's just like, ah, those people probably deserve it because, you know, they can't even fucking take care of their kids or whatever because they're fucking poor. And it's just like this whole, like, narrative that they spin, like, just this huge web of, like, well, it's not my problem, it's their problem, and, like... They deserve what they get or whatever. Right. Uh, um, I don't know, man. It It's fucking... It's terrible. Yeah. Um, fuck. I just think, I think, like, the segment of the population that, like... The more time goes on, it's probably COVID and everything. 2020 has definitely changed my... Like, the amount of people that are reachable by any sort of argument is lesser and lesser like i think the amount of people that are just like way too far gone is a lot bigger of a number than i realized definitely yeah i mean like think of this too like we're on the heels of like another whistleblower saying that you know uh that ice detention centers are essentially engaging in eugenics uh by you know hysterectomies like unneeded hysterectomies like to 
a bunch of women and this shit like like what's gonna be the fucking spin like because you know that like i don't know like it's such a fucking bankrupt morally bankrupt fucking like perspective but like what are they gonna say like they're like their whole view is that those people shouldn't like exist right so like yeah you know not having removing their ability to like have children uh you know is like part of their narrative like it doesn't go against what they want right in their mind it's like it's a good they shouldn't have done this thing like shouldn't have came here then and it's like all right well fucking do and it's like a thing where you can't talk to these people and be like okay any desperate thing you did imagine if like anything you did out of desperation or like you know out of like necessity or a need to live like was just punished in a fucked up way like that that like fucked up your life forever like you'd be like this is unfair and it's like but to them it's just like no nah, you broke this law you and it creates this like i don't know it's just like it's gone past the point of them trying to even spin it it's just like hope you shouldn't have been doing that then like i shared that tweet with you guys about like the guy someone tweeted like Oh, you hear them, you hear people, like, demanding justice for people in blue when it's white people. What about Breonna Taylor? And then people tweeting in the comments, like, her boyfriend was a drug dealer. Don't play with fire if you don't want to get burned. It's like, she was sleeping in her house. Even if there was, like, anything where she was, like, this, like, secret queen pin, what she wasn't, she was fucking asleep in her house. Like, she's not a threat to you. She's fucking sleeping. No matter what she did... You know what I mean? There's no way to justify that. And, and that's definitely fucking... part of the cop propaganda because, like, we're literally having to have an argument trying to say, no, Brianna Taylor and Kenneth Walker were not actually criminals. But, like, uh, even if they had committed a crime, that doesn't justify what the fucking police did. Like, we did, shouldn't even be having that conversation. But, like, exactly. That, sorry, that is, like, their narrative. Like, if you... If you're going to enter, like, an argument and that is the perspective that's being discussed, then it's like, no, like, to them, they're going to fucking win because they don't see things the same. But then if you say, like, hey, this whole system is, like, doing this fucking thing and they won't fucking understand that either. So I don't know. Uh, (laughs) That's but that's the better argument, right? Uh, that's why uh, propaganda is so fucking dangerous. It's because literally the moment that you are able to unpackage every bullshit claim that they had, they just move the goalpost and it's on something else. And by the time you've unpacked all 5,000 of their dumb, shitty arguments, it's like 50 years later. And like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably much and i don't know it's getting to the point now with these people that it's just like well if they have gangs then we should have gangs too and it's like that's how you're gonna fucking justify these like outright white nationalist groups and shit is just people going well if they have street gangs then we should have gangs too and it's like 
Just fucking say you're fascist. It saves you work. Because we know you're bad at this game. You're shitty at this game of pretending you don't want to be Nazis. You're fucking shitty at it. Yeah. Just like come out and be like, yeah, it would be cool if we did if we did eugenics and if we had fucking people who like are Nazis and the police I think that's cool. I can go, okay, cool, you're a piece of shit. And you can be like, fair enough. Oh, I don't know. I mean they're pretty close to dropping that pretext. Right. I mean, whatever that they're relying on now is like so thinly veiled and like obvious to everybody that's not in that weird maggot shed head cult. That yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, I'm inundated with politics. Like, I pay way closer attention to it than probably a lot of people. But like, it's so thinly veiled. I feel like Dude, and it's your average person see through it maybe i don't know it is crazy because i have people like commenting on like when i shared just like the woodward thing i had people that either went to high school with or just like weird randos that added me going like oh look at you you just believe everything you see on facebook don't you and it's like motherfucker he said this with his mouth <laughs> like he said he said this thing what are you talking about? And they're like, you just believe everything you see on Facebook. And I posted like a thing on 9-11 just being like, hey, remember when Trump like called into that radio show and was like, I have the biggest building now after fucking 9-11? And this person shared this meme and was like, you might want to do some research, like super smugly. It was just from a Facebook page called like God, Guns, and Trump. And it was just like a picture of like walking down the street. And it's like Trump went to 9-11 and like personally dug people out of the rubble. He's good. And I'm like, there's no source to this. And they're like, fuck you if you don't believe it. And it's like, fair enough. There's no fighting with you. You people have diarrhea for brains. You're insane. Like he actually said the words, yeah, I lied. And you're like, do you believe everything you see on the internet? It's like, I believe things fucking people tell me. And then they're like, look at this meme of Trump walking, like a screenshot of Trump in Home Alone 2 that's like, this is him saving a boy from 9-11. And it's like, what are you fucking talking about? Why do you think? <clears throat> I don't know. That's like a tangent, but it's like, you can't argue with those people because they'll just be like, when a cop's like, yeah, I was scared for my life. That person had a pen and you can stab me with a pen. They'd be like, that's true. You can kill someone with a pen. That's why you should shoot them 27 times. Like, these people are idiots. They're fucking morons. Yeah, I mean, the lies aren't even, like, that uh, detailed. They're just like, this lady is a journalist, and she was coming at me. And it's like, in what world is, like, some, like, NPR lady, like, a threat to you? Like, come the fuck on, dude. Like, what? There's some fucking bad at <laughs> fucking lying. Terry Gross was going to attack me. I had, to, I had to arrest her. Well, and it's like that thing, Amador, you sent me from, like, that Facebook. Uh, uh, you sent me, like, a screenshot from, like, a Facebook group of, like, uh, the video of, like, the truck running, like, going through the rally. And the comment was, like, yeah. some guy going, ha, ha, there were only, like, 20 people at that rally. Your rally's pathetic. It doesn't mean anything. But also, if you threaten me, 
or do anything I don't like, I will murder you 10% more than you will ever murder me. And it's like, okay, you weird maniac, which one is it? Is, like, the protest no threat to you and of no significance to you? Or are you threatened and going to murder someone, whatever the fuck 10% more murdered means? Yeah. I don't even know what that means, 10% more murdered. And, and dude, that shit is, like, here in San Antonio. Like, we're not immune to any of this bullshit, like, anywhere. Like, there is no fucking paradise. Uh, there is no, like, little blue haven or whoever the fuck that, like, liberals are clutching onto. Like, this is fucking, like, everywhere. Like, this is fucking chud country. <laughs> yeah, dude, like... Okay, so that protest, which happened over the weekend here in San Antonio, uh, wasn't like just twenty people. It was more than that. But twenty-five like, people. Well, <laughs> like it doesn't even like matter, you know. Like yeah. the whole point, like the thing that like kept coming up that I was seeing on Twitter was like people were like, "Y'all were in the streets, like." You all can't be in the streets, like otherwise you're gonna get run over. And it's like, first off, like, like most of the people were on the fucking sidewalk, and like the reason why, like, where where they were at was like, like, it like, all of a sudden becomes like a a fucking one way, but from the other direction or some shit, like. Downtown San Antonio, like, you all have been to downtown San Antonio, like, all of a sudden, like, the streets are just, like, no, this is not, like, this is not two-way, this is just, like, a one-way or whatever now. Right. Uh, like, just it's very inconvenient like, to road. drive drunk in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a city exactly. where it's just, like, like sorry, this is, an, <laughs> it's illegal to go on the street now. All right. Yeah. But, like, this guy, like, in a fucking MAGA truck, like, just came barreling at, at, like, protesters, which is, like, you know, that's not a unique tactic. Like, we've seen, like, cops do it in New York. Like, we've seen, like, out, like outsiders do it, like, like, all over the place. And so, I don't know, like, Ken's Five had him, like, on for an interview, and I didn't hear the interview, but they interviewed the MAGA truck guy, uh... They also interviewed some of the protesters that were there, but they, like, indulged him being like, I, I-, I didn't try to hit anyone. Um, but he tried to murder them. <laughs> but they were in the street, which is just such a weird thing. Like, are the- are people just driving around hitting jaywalkers? Like, anyone in the road, 10 points? Like, Yeah, it's like, it's... All of the people had, like, defund the police signs or, like, Black Lives Matter... Like, it was clearly, like, you know, he was targeting a certain group of people because he found out that they were marching in the streets. And, like, he had, also, he had a fucking MAGA flag in his truck. I was going to say, didn't he have, like, a 50-foot flag? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like motivated? I don't even pay attention to politics. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and he also then went on to say, like, it wasn't personal, but I do like go around looking for protests to like uh, to be the Trump voice. Like I'm always looking for trouble, basically. Like, I'm always what's... looking for people to murder with my truck. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it... but that's what was the, that's what's so funny about it. Where it's just like them being like, "Look, I don't want any trouble. I don't want to kill anyone." But also, like, I will 
I will go out of my way and look for people to to commit murder at. I will. Like it's like, do you care then, dude? You care a lot. You want to do a murder. Yeah. Well, like I don't know what's worse, like this brave mega chud idiot, or like the people like in comments that are like, well, they shouldn't have been in the road. Like, motherfucker, like, show me one person that hasn't like jaywalked or like, you know, just like walked on the fucking road. I don't understand. Like, so it's okay to run over people if they're in the street now? Like, what is even the argument? I, also, oh, go ahead. As protests go in the road, they, they like, cause obstruction that's what they they that's the whole, whole point right. yeah exactly it's supposed to be some sort of disruption but also they weren't blocking an entire like it, it was a one-way street so it was three lanes of traffic if if they were in the street at all it was one lane so there was no yeah. like real obstruction it was like he could have easily gone around people and he chose to go into that yeah uh, so as he was like like fucking like coming at the protesters there, yeah, there was two other lanes off to the side, and there was cars go going through that those lanes. Like, they didn't like everybody knew. It's like okay, people are walking. Like, let's avoid like hitting another human being. And then this fucking idiot comes in. He's just like, I didn't mean to kill anybody. I was just minding my own business. Stay out the road. Like, what are you doing? Have you ever read the Art of the Deal? <laughs> I have my <laughs> in my truck. Uh, I mean, I think that's a good place to wrap up. We've gone long. We've talked about a lot of sad stuff today. Uh, but I just want to say before I get out of here, on the record, President Donald J. Trump has never personally called Bobby Headline an idiot. I just want to say that. He's never done it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, yeah. I would like to also say, um, I have a quote here from Bobby Headline. He said uh, he would like to thank Donald J. Trump for uh, making a mess of my mouth. I don't know what that means. <laughs> cool. We're going to get canceled. Um, anyway, yeah, remember to uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars on Facebook and then leave whatever fucking weird paragraph you want. I don't care. Just give us good reviews. You can abuse us all you want. Just give us fucking five stars and then post a paragraph about how we're fucking pedophiles or whatever fucking weird shit you want to post. I don't, I don't care. I Just do what you got to do and give us five stars. And yeah, then, uh, Facebook you, is is Magdaland. We should never yeah, do anything. And then I'll just tell there you. Ever again. Yeah, please. Um, comment anything you want. Then Abra will tag me, and I'll tell you you're two foot seven. And I'll just keep <laughs> doing it until you fucking leave my page. But uh, yeah, you're welcome to do that. And uh, remember, goodbye forever. Goodbye. Used to be hard, now you just went and saw Bert, you was down with an AK. And now I see you on a video of Michelin, looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo, and kept on stomping. When y'all motherfuckers move straight out of character.